you're now listening to From The Jump, where we keep the convo going with the latest and greatest in hip-hop. With your hosts, Mr. White and Syllable. They tell it like it is. From The Jump. Welcome to From The Jump. I'm Syllable, and I'm here with my esteemed colleague, Mr. White. We are the hosts of the podcast dedicated to all things hip-hop. We talk about song mechanics, like we, we broke down Lupe Fiasco's mural rap. We were dedicated to exploring new songs, techniques, and substance emerging artists. And today we're going to dive in with Migos. They they definitely uh, have made their mark in hip-hop history. Young Thug's signature style of rapping bleeding across many different uh, rappers that all have their own unique approach, but have adopted some of his style in the stees because uh, it became trending. Migos popularized the triplet flow. Um, and I think to kind of go back in time through a time machine, go back to, you know, one of the people that really kind of made that huge catalyst, that huge change in rhyming abilities is Rakim from back in the mm-hmm. day. And he popularized the multi-rhyme scheme where for those that aren't too familiar with how rap works if you're tuning in and listening because you're interested in hip-hop but maybe you're not a rapper is having multiple rhymes sandwiched together in a single line instead of just having a simple flow like i'm gonna come down i'm gonna come through you have in rhymes internal rhymes that are inside that same sentence like I'm going to go flow, blow, no. And then, like, instead of having just one end rhyme, right? And so Rakim did that, and he did that very well. And he's very influential. And I think in a similar manner, though not the same style. Like, the, the multiple rhyme scheme is not the same thing as the triplet. The triplet flow, I think, is like triplet, then pause, then triplet, then pause. It's, it's, a, it's a, a style that emerged pretty much from the Midwest and the South, the high Ohio through the Tennessee corridor, Chicago, Cleveland, Memphis, Atlanta. It's it's defines a new style, and it's it's interesting how that emerged because that's not even too long ago. But they uh, they came out with something that has dominated hip hop so much that Snoop Dogg has complained about it about how all these rappers sound the same, and then he goes on to also adopt that style and. One of his albums. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think they I, people give that style a hard time, but it is more complex than one would think. I mean, if you look at the artists that were out at that time in Atlanta that had a, a major sound, you had T.I., you yeah. had Gucci, you had Jeezy. All yeah. of those artists kind of had a slower draw to them. Uh, you know, they weren't very, they're not what I would consider quick-paced rappers. Uh, the, you, of course, you had, you know, the crunk era that was kind of, you know, fading at that time. Uh, and then you had like Snap or you had like Shorty Low. All of that stuff was slow. All yeah. of that stuff was slow. Very and then slow. here you come with Migos out of nowhere, you know, like the and that's that's and that, that that the whole they whole flow is is predicated on that that triple it triple it triple it triple it. And then with a pause, with several pauses in it. And then, uh, like, I think when that happened, it caused this new excitement, right? They, yeah. they you know, and they were rapping over similar beats to, to Gucci Man and them. But I think that it was like the trap sound was a more cinematic trap, right? Yes. They it's took it and made it a more uh, 808 based trap, 
in my opinion as well. And I think that was that was a big change. The triplet flow with the with the 808 expressions uh made it to where they were kind of but they were also like Gucci Man had a big part in it, right? Zaytoven was a huge producer that kind of had the the very uh very epic, yeah. I would call like Beethoven. Uh, piano, like detailed piano, a uh, very uh, melody-based beats but they had the hardest, craziest 808s in them. And I think that that sound for Migos, like and that Versace sound that that, yeah. that came out with it, uh, and, and Drake co-signing that, that just, I mean, that, that, took them to, that took them to the space where they could be in the forefront of their generation. And I think, I mean, for the most part, they've held it down, right? Like, and then oh, they yeah. were able to drop down uh, the... Um, the uh the bad and bougie now once they got the bad and bougie right like they were already kind of running the game right and bad and bougie was just like like that was just icing on the cake right and i, I think what what quavo was doing early on what offset was doing with the hooks both with the hooks take off with the real technical speed on that that style that they had i mean basically to me it was like a upgraded uh, or, or or a modified Atlanta style three six mafia in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's like. it's it's a super cut of the Dirty South vibes. It's you know they they really energized and revved it up with the uh, the triplet style. That's you know it's it's uh, you know like we were talking. It's it's like on the eighth note and the sixteenth note patterns that are very common in drum patterns. Just like other rappers are taking different elements of drums and other areas kind of like jazz but they're 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 messing with it to see if they can come up with a different flow and they're playing with the range for that and just like you know three six mafia they had the kind of slower slow triplets or like gangster forever by tommy wright you know it just it's interesting because they 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 kind of re redefine it because before you know the beat was slow but it was slow because it was at a slow BPM at like 80 BPM. And then, then what you see now, it sounds like it's 80 BPM, but it's really 160 BPM because it's a faster BPM. So you have rappers like, you know, two chains that rap half step and they're, they're rapping slow on these faster beats and they're punctuating it on the twos, right. For like a full, you know, bar or whatnot, but they're making the bar shorter with less words in them. And so it's interesting how that happens. That equals shorter verses. We have an evolution of like 12 bar verses, even eight bar verses instead of the typical 16 bar verses. Or even you got these uh, 12 bar, you'll get these almost 12 bar choruses with uh, four bar. You get a 12 bar chorus, four bar bridge with like an eight. Like a the all of these bite-sized <laughs> verses, like really small verses, like and yeah. the whole song is a hook, pretty much. Yeah. It's not even like you're like, wait, where did he switch up in there? But More you know, like it, designer's it, track. Yeah, designer, <laughs> absolutely. Like where you're like, he barely changed what he was rapping no. throughout that whole piece. <laughs> but it 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 did his thing for that time. I mean, I think that uh but even that style, right? Like that style wasn't as persistent as what Migos did. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, they got what, it. What Quavo, what Offset, uh, and what Takeoff were able to do with this sound has, has basically allowed them to be at the forefront. And I, Oh, yeah. Well, because, like, you, you look at it, people think it just emerged right now, 
But I mean, you look at even a more classic song with one of the most classic rappers. We talked about, you know, last podcast about, you know, Biggie, Notorious B.I.G. and his crown getting sold for $600,000. Well, Notorious Thug's instrumental sounds like a down-tempo beat, but the BPM is double the speed with the snare hits on beat three. But it has, it's interesting how that worked out because it has two lanes of rap for, you know, Notorious B.I.G. to rap his slower rapping on. But then Bone Thugs and Harmony takes that same beat, does something different with it with the triplets, and they rap a lot faster. Because the beat is stretched out and slow, they can divide that kick and snare into triplets. But the thing is, is that that's still not the Migos triplets, right? The Migos triplets is predicated on that that rhythmic pause. It's it's kind of yes. making a rest uh, between the measures as an almost as as a part of an accentuation of the rhythm in itself which is yeah, and then, which is and different what 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 is also very uh prevalent in their music is ad-libbing on that that rest yeah right? like where like it it it'd be it still be in time but it may be uh in a half step right like they may rap in whatever the tempo is of the beat but their ad-lib might be half step and then it's like it's these 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 layers they create a very layered sound and i i think with their very like high level club production, they're one of the few groups where when you hear their stuff, you could tell that they probably take a little bit more time with their work than the average artist, right? Like they're not just spitting, spewing garbage out. Like they really like, <laughs> like they have a sound where it's like, okay, I don't know. Amigo. Joe Budden might disagree. Joe Budden might disagree. <laughs> well, because Joe Budden's not fun sometimes, man. He's it's not, not fun. fun. He's not fun. No, he's not fun. He's very critical. They almost came to blows. What was that talk show they were on? I forgot. Everyday struggle. Yeah, they they almost came to blows. But they were. I think they were at an award show. Okay. Interviewing them at the award show. Yeah. But uh, that was funny. The thing is, is he kind of was trying to poke at him, but he also said in many interviews after that, like if you if you follow it. Yeah, and no, he, he didn't really want that skills. smoke with them. He yeah. said he didn't. He realized he actually had had to talk to some OGs over that situation. Yeah, and they were basically like, "Don't mess with the Migos because they're too. They not. They're so well connected in the streets. They actually one of those legit groups that people like, like you know, one of the untouchables. But because they made so much money and they're right. so successful." And they are, you know, hometown hero type people. So I think in that regard, like... I think Button revised his stance on that. And he said something. He said some kind of conciliatory comment. It was on... It was on... It was either on social media or his podcast. I forget. But he was saying something like, you know, it may not be something that I feel, but y'all do what y'all do. And I respect the grinder. So he said something to the effect that he respects... Even though he doesn't, he's not down with some of the newer schools, freshman artists that are coming out, you know, like Extacion, you know, Clickety Clack. I mean, I forget what his name is. Little Yaki. Yeah, I can't even <laughs> get it straight. Talk about Little Yachty? Yeah, Little Yachty. I don't even like their stage names. But uh, the thing Yachty is, is that is, he's, a, he's, a, <laughs> he's an enigma, man. He's not, he, so every, every class has some enigmas, right? Where you're like, even the 24 karat golden may be an enigma where it's like we're talking about him 
Right. Like he's going to be, he's not, he may not follow the same trajectory as a typical rap artist. Right. Like sometimes people, you know, you look at these freshman lists, you're like, Oh, well, this guy's like going to be recognized among rappers. He might not, his career might blow up for a totally different reason. He might have some connections. He might do his business well. That's kind of like yeah. He might had. turn into a fantastic B.O.B. and suddenly think the earth is flat and disappear off the map. <laughs> yeah, either way. But I'm saying like what Lil Yachty did was he created this this image and this business to where now it's like you can't help regardless, but regardless regardless of what you want to say about him, he's not going anywhere. And right, because like, he's getting his grind powerful. on. That is yeah. powerful. Everybody well, should have work ethic like somebody like him. Like you could be like, I don't like him, or his. But if you follow his path and how much he's doing work, that's how hard you should be working if you want to be somebody like. Well, you put game. that work in, right? Yeah, you put that work put in. That work in. You know, I mean, the thing is, is that it's just like, you know, it's not like it's going to be a magic pill just because nah. get one hit. There are plenty of rappers. They get that one hit, and you never see them again. Like, um, I, f- I even forget the name of the rapper that came out with it. Uh, I just, what did, what did he say? I'd rather be broke and have a whole lot of respect. I'd rather be broke and have a whole lot of respect. That's such a, a dope line. It's such an amazing line. I'd rather be broke and have a whole lot of respect. I actually referenced that in, in speeches I've given colleges on overcoming homelessness and stuff about, the value of integrity and the value of like building your brand so that it's something that people can stand behind, whether that's for hip hop, whether that's as an entrepreneur, whether that's as an academic or finishing your degree and graduating college. But you know, that, that whole, I'd rather be broke, but have a whole lot of respect. The understanding of like, what do you trade with fame and money? What do you trade if, you know, you gain the whole world, but lose your soul. Just like, you know, that's a quote from a from the Bible, I believe. And the idea is that if you're, if you're rich, but you're lonely because you suck at being a friend to your friends or your family, like what's the point of having money? You got to do that inner work too. And I mean, it could mean probably 10 different things, but that's the beauty in art like that is when you have that. But again, just to speak to that, you know, one hit doesn't make you a rapper. And so, nah, it doesn't. And one hit doesn't make you a rapper. And you talk about Migos, Migos raps like they rap, right? Like, that's rap. So, you ask us what rap is, like, like, nah, like, our old school, new school, whatever, like, like Migos, okay? Like, they rap. So, I mean, we consider them rappers. 24 karat golden, like, he's more RB to us, in our opinion. So, uh, I think that, you know, there are, there are still artists that rap. And there are a lot of them, and there's new artists coming out that specifically focus on that. But there is a new emerging sound that isn't really focused on uh, that that core sound that rapping is. So uh, we we I think we we try to focus on on what we know. Like well, neither of us are singers, uh, and no. we 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 prefer uh, rapping over singing. Uh, if you're talking about so I, I looked it up school, but he, uh, that, I'd rather be broken have a whole lot of respect that's off of the song Time's Up by OC uh, Omar Creedle and he's a he's a 90s rapper and he cut his teeth with some of those old school 80s rappers like Cool cool G Rap Rock Him Big Daddy Kane Slick Rick but you know that's the only song I know and that's only it's just those lyrics but I never 
I never heard of I he he got up there with a single far from yours which peaked 80 81 on Billboard Hot 100 but uh I mean that was that was about it so hey but we we've had this conversation before it's like you know uh does this following your desire get you the money or does following your conscience get you the money right like i mean it's it's always up there you know it's always in the yeah, yeah. well i i appreciate what meagles are doing they're they're probably not going to be my favorite rap group but i like the the way they've redesigned that and it makes me kind of wonder okay so we got the 808 beats in the sense that helped create the trap music you know and the trap movement and now we got the triplet flow kind of post you know two twenty ten 2010 era i would say you know kind of yeah. last five years really a hip-hop we got that kind of emerging now so it makes me it makes me wonder right what's next what's the next flow are people gonna like do do like the first two bars fast then the last i don't know then... man that that drill style is real interesting <laughs> i don't know if you've really gotten into it but uh yeah it's it's, it's very those... dark it's very dark it's not that i i'm not focused on that aspect of it most 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 hip-hop is is pretty dark i wouldn't say so especially nowadays like I you can't know. even say that like, there is so much to, out though? there i would say i guess we're about. listening to two different angles though i'm listening to like mostly like trap hood gangster rap right? like, yeah that's what i well that's what i'm drawn to i'm not saying that that's what i i think it's predominantly out there but i think that when i when i'm going i'm out there searching for new rap music that's what i typically run into is trap gangster rap music so i think what drill is in that space but like that sound like when i'm listening to the way that they rap it's almost like in a way it's it's almost like they're saying so much it's it's like when when i when we talk about rapping where it's like it's supposed to be even they they do something with their stuff where they're like talking over the bar a lot and then well, it's and i think it's because they're taking out the drums remember yeah talk about well, them taking out the drum pattern it's, it's just all 808 well you know i mean you know even more than i know what what life is in chicago and many of the neighborhoods it's constant gang warfare it's yeah. you know just back and forth you know someone gets shot up accidentally being wrong place wrong time then their family their crew their gangs now go against the other gangs and they fight so long they forget why they're fighting and it just goes on and so well, i'm not I i'm think not for, getting to that i'm talking about i think this. for i think for i think for i think for drill like mm -hmm. some of that is in response to the the warfare in the streets and it's just kind of real cold almost disinterested flow okay that, i see what that you're is saying like they're, they're kind of like trying to connect I'm, with the music they're like right i'm i'm already numbed out you don't like know what i have to go through in a day just to get by i'm this rap is an afterthought like i'm just kind of uh, you know okay that that is that is a great analysis and i but and but i think that's a very interesting style right it's not like the styles uh, it's, it's definitely not the triplet flow it's not the no melodic rap it's not any of that and i think that's cool like i'm i'm I don't. I'm, I, I hope some of these guys calm down with their content and stop killing each other. But yeah, that 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 style is new. It's a new style. The drill yeah. style, that that rapping style, is not the same as what we've been hearing before. And well, maybe I, well, we can yeah. go into drill more in depth on another episode because that yeah, there's a lot to it. A it lot is. to it.
going to UK and then coming back and all this kind of stuff. But uh, I just I just love how it's interesting that each artist has its own signature style, but when they choose to adopt a newer flow to stay current, to stay relevant, to stay on the front page, it's with their own unique, you know, like little quirks on how they do it. And, you know, uh, Kendrick Lamar, one of my favorite rappers, who I, who I hated when he came out. I, I hate is a strong word. I was disinterested myself. I you didn't want like to get into too, Kendrick. He was too well produced. Too. He he was, he's just. He's, he's I didn't. I didn't believe. Okay, producer. I'll just. I'll give you. I'll give it to you straight. And Kendrick, don't red dot me. But I didn't believe he had the street cred that his songs claimed that he did. I believe he grew up on the outside looking in and was exposed to enough of it where we had contacts. What do you think and, about Tupac then? And context in that same regard. His mama same. smoked crack. He was he was dealing with real life. Well, like, I mean, he came from. I mean, Kendrick yeah. still grew up in the hood. Would you think right. he grew up in the Beverly Hills though? Like, <laughs> Beverly Hills. Like he like he visited his <laughs> uncle in Compton and shit. Like, yeah, unk. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's, it's. I'm sorry, it's rough down there, man. We'll come visit. I mean, you. <laughs> on the holiday, on Fourth of July, we'll in our in our you know our vacation house at the lake. Uh, we'll 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 take a trip into town. I don't think he had it that uh, easy. I no, I don't think he had it that easy. But I mean. Listen to the stuff he's talking about. Like, would you believe that I killed, you know, two two people as uh two two adults as a as a kid? I mean, I don't know what where he's trying to come with all that. But he's being like, dark. He's being very tight. I just cheek. like I like I like him a lot. But like, I had a hard. It was a hard introduction for me because, first of all, I I naturally resist things that I think are too trendy without justification. And then I, 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 I had I to listen that, to him I felt more. that same apprehension towards him. So right. I would agree with that aspect. I, I had to dive into, it was actually diving into his catalog with, uh, I think it's 8.0. Uh, I don't think it's 80. Section 80. Section 80. Is, is it section, I thought it was section 8.0. Is it section 80? section 80. Because it's supposed to be, it's section 8, but it's section 80. He, okay. That's what he I thought it was section as. 8. But it's it is it's section eight but he says section eighty to try okay. To, but it's it's a play on section eight, right? Right. For the so it was actually listening to his earlier, not his debut Dr. Dre produced album, Good Kid, Mad City. It was listening mm-hmm. to that that I was like, oh, like I think I think the song Imagine is on there, and that's that's a killer track. That's a killer track, and yeah. so just listening to kind of his earlier stuff. And it wasn't as well produced. It wasn't badly produced, but it wasn't that smooth, slick, you know, million dollar studio kind of production. I think it took a while for him to pick up for me too. Like I I felt like his first album, although to me is a very well produced, well put together project, and that's what I expect from Dre, right? Like yeah, of course. General, like I think the gold standard. it, It had that. It added that timeless effect. But I think as he started doing more features and more of his own like mixtape work and doing stuff with tde and his group i started right. hearing the real kendrick like and how versatile he was with his, right. his abilities and then the way he would go at people like when it was time <laughs> for rap battles like because he like, i've actually he never heard control kendrick you remember battle. control the control song i've never heard k dot battle you go listen to that control song i'll check out control he, he, uh, what album is that off of? This is uh, it's not off an album. It's a feature. It's no, it's on Big Sean's album. I think it's, okay. it's a weird which, track. He this is Big which, Sean. Which album is that? Track. Is is that the uh, the Dark Paradise or whatever? Maybe. Uh, let's see. I like Big Sean. 
I had a pro I had the same thing with, with Big Sean that I had with Kendrick. I did not like Big Sean when he came out. I had a problem with him. I thought he was on the album called Control. Oh, there you go. And the song is called Control, but okay. took control of that. Because track. he had Kendrick on there. I don't know. And they I'll said check it they, didn't have, they didn't hear each other's verses. So. Is that right? The producer was wrong. Like, <laughs> go back and listen. If you, we, we, gonna break, we should break okay. that song down. Okay. We should break that song down. So, okay. So, uh, so, episode eight, after episode seven, we'll break that down. I'm excited about that. But, little, little, little backstory. Okay. So, I saw Big Sean live. Right. Okay. I saw him live at uh, I believe it was Austin City Limits Festival. I don't think it was South by, uh, and I saw him performing, and I was so unimpressed, and I was at the point of anger because I'm I'm not even. This is this is a long time ago. I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna lie. But you still but, like him. But well, I'm so surprised. here's what happened. Okay. Here's what happened. So he's on stage, and he's rapping, and here's me, you know, syllable. Always paying attention. God damn me paying attention, but I'm always paying attention. I start looking at him, and he's actually just 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 singing along with his own verse. Now, this is not a lip sync issue like no. Tech 9 had, where he was mm -hmm. literally lip syncing. He wasn't even rapping at Rock the Bells. He was rapping. He was rapping. He was but he was rapping, rapping over his own pre-recorded vocal, not just for a, hook, like for a hook. I'm fine with that. You can produce a nice, dope-ass hook. Maybe Rihanna's on the hook, but... She couldn't get to your show because she's Rihanna, but she's on the hook. You got it pre-recorded. You got your bars in there. Are you doing ad-libs on the hook live? Or are you just rapping over it live? Okay, that's fine. But this is the first verse and second verse, maybe even third. He was just rapping over himself. And I was like, man, this is trash. I almost walked out. But uh, my friend got me a pass. I got it for free. So whatever. Buyers and more. I, buyers and more. So I paid nothing for this show, Big Sean, but give me my money back. So I walked out. And then, and then I think it was hearing the song Paradise. Uh, I think that's the song. I think of what it's called, Paradise. Uh, and I was like, oh, he's got some styles. And it was different than what I heard him rap live. And so mm -hmm. I don't know if he's grown since then, if I was just close-minded initially. Well, he, but, he, is, uh, he, he has done exactly what he's needed to do. Uh, very similar. Not saying that him and Yachty are the same artists, but I feel like Big Sean was a brand, right? He had these very high hit, high energy club songs. He's been in the media, you know, he's one of Kanye's artists, but he's he's also like done a good job of making hit songs when he needs to, right? And he has the acumen and the, the collection of music to do it. I'm not always a huge fan of everything he does, but he right. he he is a very consistent artist. Uh, and he doesn't he drops a project almost every year. He's always out there doing work. So I think he gives himself chances, more chances to develop better music. Because early Big Sean, like I only liked a couple of his songs, but as his as his music has matured, I do right. believe that I like more of his work. Like I think that grown as an artist to me. Yeah, yeah, he's grown as an artist. So. Going back to, to Kendrick Lamar and, and like listening to Good Kid, Bad City, I'm sorry, uh, Good Kid, Mad City, uh, yeah. I went ahead and see, so you can tell, folks, ladies and gentlemen, this is not pre-scripted. This is live on the spot <laughs> from the jump. But it was one of those things where, so I'm thinking about the triplet flow. I'm thinking about Miko's. I'm like, well, Kendrick's got like, man, he's got like four distinct styles like that repeat themselves that you hear over and over again look at me kendrick you know he's got all this kind of interesting voices 
you like like Eminem, but well, not hokey, right? Not not as a comedy effect. And he's he's got really nice stuff. So maybe, I was like, well, maybe, where, maybe some of it could be tongue in cheek, but I'm not I'm not yeah. exactly hundred percent on all of it. Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah. And so I was like, well, where does he does he have some triple flow and all? So I was listening to the Good Kid, uh, Mad City, and I was like, oh, yeah. He goes into his like, this is my heritage. All of them inherited money and power. The Mecca marriages, like, oh, that's straight triplet. And I was like, oh, that's dope. But I wouldn't say he sounds like Migos in that at all. He's got his own like unique twist on that. And that's where I would, you know, as much as Snoop Dogg rolling down the street uh, has made his mark on West Coast hip hop, uh, I would say he's not in, entirely correct on saying that everyone sounds the same. I would say even those using the triplet flow have their own voice and can put. Now, I'm not saying there aren't people out there that do sound exactly the same because they're just. Just like people that try to hate to get in the game, they're just trying to mimic and do exactly yeah. the same thing. I mean, no, but without a doubt, there's some, you have some a range tons there. Of mimicry. Yeah, I think you have a range there where, like with anything, you can adapt well, it and it, make it your I, own. I think it's just, I think you like you setting the stage for what listeners' ears want to hear, right? Like in in the '90s, people would have been more accustomed to a New York sounding flow, right? Like, oh yeah, and it, and it was hard for either a New York flow or maybe a more like a, a NWA West Coast, you know, uh, funk type of sound, right? Keep Dr. Dre, yeah. You know, so if those two sounds weren't out there, nobody was really listening. And then you had kind of like an outcast come in with this more Southern funky flow or Houston with the Dirty South sounds, like then they started having more influence and, and building up. So, so much it's the same thing. The South. It's the same thing where it's like Migos now coming in with that flow or we talked about rakim earlier that yeah. flow became more prevalent because that's what people's ears got used to right and now it's like if you try to come in with some of these older flows or different styles you might not even get any traction right exactly like you, you, you go, you're gonna be so niche where it's like people gonna be like what are you even making right i mean it's the same thing with me like sometimes i have to really sit down and be like okay yeah i love this style that i've been doing for for 10 years but <laughs> does my audience love that style anymore like are they like well I mean, and then maybe, there's that whole question of are you doing it for yourself or are you doing it for the, people? For the people and yeah. and and how much are you just being a crowd pleaser because i mean there's a real issue with and this could be a whole episode in of itself yeah. about people that don't write any of their songs and all they are mm. is puppet performers for record labels that are pushing one particular you know style one particular message because they're industry plants, and maybe they do want people to go rob a Seven Eleven because maybe that would help their friends of the record label, right? Who own a few prisons in the same area that the record label's in. I mean, it sounds like conspiracy, but it really isn't. You mm. look up some of this stuff, you can find documentation, Messaging. and it's very, it's very disturbing. Some of the connections that you see, and so it's kind of like, well, there is a balance, right? I don't want to cater to that crowd. I'm not indicator, I'm not outcast either, but I am from the South, uh, from Austin. So it's kind of like, okay, well, let's take the pulse. Let's take the temperature, what's hot, what's not, and let's find a way to adapt it, put our own spin on it. And I think going back to Kendrick, that's what he's done. You know, he's, yeah. he, he can do any style he wants, and he's made fun of the new styles Kendrick, by doing it so well. <laughs> does it. They take these styles and they, they make mincemeat with them in a way because they like, they take the style and they add that content that you want, right? And it, I, I think that's what I can appreciate about music changing and, and adaptation of that music is that eventually 
things catch up, right? Like there was mumble rap for a period, right? Like, but nobody really wanted to hear that, right? Eventually, the 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 abilities of the artists caught up with the beats, and that's what people wanted to hear. And now you have a higher prevalence of better artists on those beats, right? Like you were like, because I feel like people were like, oh, trap rap is never gonna sound good, and I was like, eh, it's been sounding better and better, like. With, you know what you know, I think mumble rap is like? The- mumble rap is like the kid who gets caught smoking a cigarette, right? And he's nine years old, not saying that's my past. And, and his parents are like, <laughs> oh, you, you want to smoke a cigarette? Here's a whole pack. Don't, don't take a break. <laughs> he smoked the whole pack. Like, I don't know. I don't that want does, this anymore. That does not work. I'm never doing this again. That does not work. And that mumble rap, definitely- I feel like it was that was that situation. <laughs> Oh my God! Man. Well, it's been it's been great building with you, Mr. White. Uh, Mr. Sure. White uh, and I running this podcast from the jump syllable here. And you know, if you like this podcast, if you got comments on some of the topics we covered, you know, what's your opinion about the triplet flow? What's one of your favorite rappers that has debuted out with that style or Steve's? And was I completely off base with you know 24K Golden about that not being hip hop? Please comment below. Feel free to express divisive opinions. We welcome Make sure you subscribe, man. Come like on, and subscribe. Follow us. You know, we got more content for you. Uh, yeah. Let us know if it's anything you're interested in us discussing. I mean, we, we have no problem uh, expressing our opinion. You know, what, what we feel like is a balanced view on all of these issues. So you should have no problem expressing your opinion when you like or comment on this. And so well, it's been it's been dope talking with you, Mr. White about the Migos triplet flow, talking about melody-based beats with the hardest 808 beats, Drake co-signing on that, how 3-6 Mafia had a slower triplet flow, how 2 Chains uses faster beats to rap halftime, halftime ad-libs. Very dope, very dope. Like and subscribe, tell your friends about it, and catch us next time on another episode of From, From the, the Jump. Peace, peace.